big break but we're back we're back in the hut thanks a lot for joining us uh we want to welcome all the new listeners thank you for all the returning ones and uh yeah that brother's name is brother brandon berg what's up man what's up that brother's name is brother vincent mary carrasco that's right and we're the brother hut you're here in the hut uh just two ordinary friars talking about ordinary things you know talking mm-hmm. about life talk about ministry talk about faith um and this episode brought to you by no i'm just kidding we're not there yet <laughs> my pillow the softest pillow you'll ever yeah. use <laughs> uh, oh bro speaking of pillows like i was in the hospital and one of, we were talking about pillows and uh because one of the nurses was because i was like my back hurts like my neck my neck and my back <laughs> you know the back of my neck yeah the back of my neck <laughs> and she was uh, she was just talking about like how the pillows and the and the mattress is like the the most important thing that you can buy or something uh because it like helps you sleep and you know all that stuff and so I was like wow that's a cool fun fact can you buy me a pillow no <laughs> <laughs> no yeah a good night's sleep is crucial and yeah having I'm a side sleeper you know so I was telling I told her that too I'm yeah. a side sleeper I can definitely got to get a pillow that like keeps your head because if it gets at a weird angle or if your head is like too far down then it's uncomfortable but if it's too high up so yeah yeah that's what i was telling her like i can't sleep on my belly i mean i could i could start there but like i definitely turn in the night and like my arms always fall asleep like all the time Mm -hmm. and then you wake up in the middle of the night it's like where's my arms where's my arms like you can't feel your arms you know (laughs) my i get my hands that fall asleep Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's the w- yeah. It's like it. It and is then if I weird. S- yeah, and then if I sleep on my back, like, like I sleep good, but I always have nightmares if I sleep on my back, like well, all the time. So I mean, it depends. Yeah. So I always, I always end up on my side, you know. So this episode brought to you by Denver Mattress Company. Head on down to Denver Mattress for yeah. the softest mattress <laughs> yeah. in town. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, and my pillow, just go to mypillow.com. Yeah, they have some funky pillows out there. Too. Oh, and I was telling them too, like it'd be cool to have one of them big old long like body pillow. The, yeah, the body pillows, you know. Uh, that'd be cool. It's my dream, but mm. uh, buy them at the store. They're like dream, twenty bucks. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I like the pillow I got. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I like the one I got. It's nice. It's yeah. good. There was a uh, they were advertising <laughs> on YouTube for a while. It was called like Pillow Cube, yeah, because it showed people sleeping on their side, and it, like had a little drawing of the shape of the side is like a square. Yeah, and most pillows are like flat or rounded, but you need something, something square to support your head right there. And huh. I was like, oh, that looks so comfy. Comfy, it does. Nice. I mean, cool. it looks weird. Like you wouldn't think sleeping on a square. Yeah. But it's like a soft, pillowy square. There are some weird shaped, pil- like those ones that go around your neck. They kind of <laughs> yeah. mold around. Like you always see them with, like in the airplanes and stuff. Yeah. People got them things on. You ever tried one? Yeah, but it it wasn't like a. It just I I I couldn't get comfortable. It looked yeah. it just like got in the way. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't. 
And I think I, I put one on once and it was just hot. Yeah. Like it heated up my neck and I was like, ooh, I can't sleep with a hot neck. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we'll leave those to somebody else. Yeah, it's like I might as well just lay down. Like people sleep standing up or what? <laughs> you know? Well, what are you? What are you guys? The cows? <laughs> you know? We go person tipping. Yeah. <laughs> go person tipping. <laughs> Tip yeah. them over while they're sleeping. So what is today, Vinny? Today is uh, so, Tuesday, right? Today's Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, all day Tuesday. And I'm coming to you hot and sweaty. I just finished playing basketball. We have pickup basketball. Shout out to, you know, if anybody's listening, you would like playing pickup basketball every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. at Annunciation Gym. Mm. So I just I just got back from that. So. Mm-hmm. Did but you yeah. win some games? We won a couple games, yeah. Nice. So it's it's fun. We had a good crowd today. We okay. played good five on five. You know. Ooh, nice. Um, so. And I'm coming afterwards. to you, uh, fat and sassy. Was at a supper tonight with some parishioners <laughs> from Annunciation. Nice, bro. There's a young couple uh, getting ready for a sacramental marriage. Nice. Next weekend, so giving them a final uh, okay. preparation with their mentors and eating pork chops and talking about the theology of marriage. So. Oh yes, God is good. How were those pork chops? A little dry, but the flavor was good. Yeah, yeah. The cook is listening. Like, dang it! I wish he would have <laughs> told me. No. <laughs> <Right>. What? <laughs> I know. Right. There's a cook here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the guy who made the pork chops. Like that was me. Oh, it was a yeah. Oh. I made <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah, that's why I'm free to criticize them. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like I criticize my own food. Yeah, right. I did. <laughs> That's funny. But it was good. I mean, it was more about the being together and the having the discussions about marriage and having those vulnerable questions about NFP and kids and money. And sure. The hard life of married couples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. But so it was good. It was a good night. Yeah, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode. So what have you been up to, man? Well, we're together. We should say that, right? We're in That's the same right. room. That's right. We're in the same like room. Last time we were in different. Uh, I was in the Springs and you were in Denver, but because That's right. I had a meeting in Denver tonight, we're together. Fist bump. Fist bump. We're here in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. So what brings so you uh, out anyway? Oh, yeah. you had that dinner, right? Yeah, dinner with the couple preparing for marriage and their mentor couple. So nice. And yep. you're going back to the Springs or? I'm planning on it. Tonight? I guess so, right? Oh, snap. Well, we better get you out of here. I know. All right. All right, folks. See y'all later. Thanks All for right, tuning in, brother. I know. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 just take off. No, I had a, I guess it's been about a month again already since our last yeah, episode. Yeah, no, I got month. to do a whole uh, two weeks of visiting my family in northeast Kansas, uh, specifically my mom, staying with her a bunch. Yeah. Uh, but I saw all my family. I'm um, going to go ahead and give a big old shout out to my Uncle Bill. Uncle Bill. Turns out he's a regular listener to every episode. And, oh, really? Uh, nice. Yeah. He's like, oh, you going to give me a shout out. So <laughs> here's your shout out, Uncle Bill. <laughs> Love you, man. It's great seeing you. Thanks for hosting us. Nice. Uh, it was great to see your daughters and their kids and uh, your sister kids. and my mom and uh, your sister's kids. So, yeah, really great night. Uh, and then we went back to his restaurant another night, and they took care of us. So got to see the family. Nice. I got to see my cousin again in St. Mary's, Kansas. So you did um, a lot of traveling, bro. Yeah, yeah. So just saw a bunch of friends and family around there. And then uh, I got to do two other things. Um I got to, I called it a week of retreat 
uh, three days on a bicycle and three days at a retreat center. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it was bro. cool, yeah. So uh, shout out to my brother Robert Wotipka. Uh, Capuchin Franciscan lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he is a extremely avid bicycle rider. He nice. got me out in a boot, and so we rode our bicycles uh, across Wisconsin. So we signed up for this thing called RAW, yeah, which stands for Ride Across Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep, it's raw, bro. So it's it was cold. really cool, yeah. It's, in, in it's cold blooded. It is right. It's raw, like some raw hamburger. It's wild, bro. It's wild. Because it, it 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 turned out to be way more spiritual and pilgrimage like than I expected. Sounds like a n- nice Henway. Yeah. Henway? Yeah. What is the Henway? <laughs> About two pounds. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was epic. Okay. Then he just hit me I from that. straight up left field like <laughs> nobody's business. Like, I you know. were all serious I face. Know. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, I had to throw that one in. That was cool. I got that from Gamma. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so, um, I was on my bicycle with Brother Robert, and all we had was uh, what we could fit in our little pouches on the back of the bicycle. Nice. Yeah, so I had the big fat pouches, um, and my stuff weighed way too much. Like, I brought the habit with me, which was cool to have it, but, man, this thing weighs, like, eight pounds. Yeah, bro. And the cord, and this then... R- yeah. I take, like, yeah. I play one game in basketball, uh-huh. and I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I love the habit, yeah. guys, but, like, I, yeah. you know... I mean, I didn't try and ride the bicycle in the habit. It was just for, like, going to Mass on Saturday night and for praying morning prayer and evening prayer and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually made sense, but it was just really heavy and bulky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know, I had toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, had the uh, the clothes for biking, had the clothes for after you shower. Um, you know, a little. No, I, ha- I had some soap. Uh, had a small uh, book. That's cool. But yeah, so we we made it. Uh, we were very intentional about uh, staying in church places. So we left uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, and we rode 60 miles to Warrens, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and which is one of the smallest parishes in the whole diocese of La Crosse. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we literally slept in the church basement, and uh, oh. we made all the arrangements with the parish secretary. She was like, And she on. left the place open, and she left some food for us, but we never met her. <laughs> oh, bro, that's cool. Yeah, and so and then we prayed morning prayer and evening prayer, like, just up the stairs, like we were in the church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we just slept on the floor down there, but she left some sleeping yeah. bags for us. Oh, for real? That's yeah, nice. Yeah, shout out to Katie Pierce and Warren's Wisconsin, nice. your sweetheart. And oh, nice. Yeah, you made our trip so special. And Warren's is the cranberry capital of the world. Whoa. So there's all these fields out there uh, that are like these kind of low bogs. And they grow these cranberries in these long fields. And then they somehow like flood these fields with water. And then they just like skim the cranberries off the top. Something like that. Uh, They weren't doing that yet. I think it comes in September, like the first weekend in September is Cranfest. Oh. And like the biggest fundraiser, there was an article about the parish there, and the biggest fundraiser for the whole year is the they sell this cranberry syrup at the Cranfest and pancakes or something every year. Yummy. Yeah, and it was you know to to be. I mean, I enjoy riding a bike, but 
not knowing where you're going and like not really knowing how far it is and like being tired and not having anything but like what's with you on your bike. I mean, so yeah. they have these special vehicles. Like if something happens while you're out there, like they can come and help fix your bicycle oh, yeah. or, you know, how they many? even have medics around or whatever if something oh, happens. So there's but, like a lot of people then. But there were 400 oh, that's pretty signed good. up, I think. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it was over four days. Yeah. So some people ride the whole thing in one day. Some people ride four days. Some people ride two days. And they take, like, their tents and stuff, camp uh, out along the Only way. a few people camped. Oh, I see. Most people stay in hotels or things like that. So That's cool, man. Yeah, it was neat. That sounds cool. But just being out there, like, I mean, there's a lot. Once you get off the beaten path, it's just so, there's so many farms and, it's just such beautiful country, and yeah. it's quiet, and um, I mean, it was a little bit stressful with a lot of cycling, but it was also relaxing because it's such a beautiful countryside, and um, yeah, we did stop a couple times just to enjoy some of the scenes and just to enjoy the quiet and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it turned into more of a spiritual experience than than I was really planning for. Whoa. Um, yeah, and just meeting people. It's kind of like, a, I mean, I haven't done the, uh, what's it called in Spain? The Camino. Compostela, the Camino. But, yeah. like, you know, you kind of meet people along the way, and they have what you need, and you have what they need. And, you yeah. yeah, you just, you get provided for by God. And, you know, if your eyes are open, I think you can see things in a new way. And um, you just have to rely on the people you're with and stuff like that. So it was a really good experience. and. <laughs> One funny thing, the second night we stayed in Plover, Wisconsin, uh, in like the biggest parish in the whole Diocese of La Crosse. Yes. A huge church called St. Yes. Branislava. Uh-huh. Anyways, and so uh, all we have is our bikes, right? So we were going to go get something to eat for supper, and we decided to walk. There was a, a Hero restaurant like less than a mile away. Yeah. But it's only drive through. <laughs> So, so we drove try, through in we the bike. We tried you? to walk through the drive through because yeah. we didn't take our bikes. Oh, you got to. Every time it's a small town, just right. But like <laughs> I think there I think there's sensors underground that knows when a car is parked there uh, and it like clicks on the thing so they know to ask what you something. want. Yeah. So we're standing there and there's another lady behind us and then there's some guy in a truck and he's like honking his horn and that lady's like, what is he honking for? Anyways, so the lady pulls up and she lets us order and then we walk through to get our food. And it, yeah, just and then it rained like this big rainstorm, but it came by really fast and we just kind of waited for it. It's like the kind of stuff, you know, like when you're out of your sort of normal comfort zone, like not having a car. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't not driven a car for three days like yeah yeah yeah. in 35 or 27 years or whatever you know like yeah 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 it was just really cool to like experience it's a little bit of poverty and just a little bit of a different uh Mm -hmm. lifestyle right stuck in a rainstorm and you have to wait under this thing until (laughs) the rain goes by and that's cool you have to hope the stranger behind you can let you order your food at the hero place yeah um i like it man so it's neat and yeah. they're super nice, so it's kind of a long story, but no. the parish we stayed at in Plover, uh, we talked to the pastor on the phone, Father Ed. And he was like, yeah, you can stay. He's like, no problem. The only thing is I'm not going to be here. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? So he's like, well, I'm going to be on a bike ride too. He's like, but I have a Harley Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't, 
I don't know for sure if he went to Sturgis, but I think he went to Sturgis. Oh, and that's so, right. Think of that big bike rally. Yeah, huh? yeah. So Snap. he had uh, his associate pastor funny. was a newly uh, a newly ordained priest less than one, like it had only been one month since his ordination. Yeah. And he was the associate pastor, and the pastor was gone on this bicycle oh, ride. I left him to do <laughs> yeah, all Yeah, but he was so yeah. gracious to us. Like, he came out, and he let us in. He showed us around the house. He's like, if I forgot anything, just call me. Yeah, like, yeah. So we got to stay in, in Father Ed's uh, guest house in his rectory. And it was really sweet, and we got to go to the mass there, and this uh, this young priest did a great job, knockout homily, uh, reverent mass and um, yeah it was just a beautiful experience that's cool and then the next day we had to ride all the way to green bay which was uh by the time i got there i had my little cell phone recording the distance yeah 99.8 miles dang i know so that was over three days uh that was just the last day oh okay N- 99 miles in one day yeah bro and then we had to ride six miles to get to the monastery <laughs> So, so that's 105 105 now? miles, yeah. Oh, wow. So we stayed with the Norbertines. Shout out to uh, Monty Chavez and the Norbertines. Oh, that's, that's cool. Father Brad and Father Peter and everybody who was so gracious to us there. So, um, yeah, just the, you know that experience of relying on the kindness of strangers and uh, yeah. not having the, the a powerful car to get around in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just being out there and enjoying the cornfields and the cows and that's cool um the cranberries so the cranberries man yeah cranberries are worth it <laughs> do the raw bike ride man. for the cranberries i do it all That's for cool. the cranberry well i like it man because i've i you know yeah you've been out and about I, in I the world some, huh? i did some i've been doing some out and abouting you know i didn't have a bike mm. um well speaking of i i went out on my bike at the beginning of the summer and just i went out to floyd hill kind of a big mountain biking area Went out and at the very end just ate it, bro. I crashed. Went like over the over the trail and I thought I broke my elbow, but Ooh. but I didn't. And uh, but my my bike was out of commission. I knocked my air out and everything. My bike was psh, the air, you know. Um, but anyway, bro. yeah, it was crazy. So I didn't I didn't have a bike all summer. Uh, but it was cool because I did a lot of walking. I did a lot of hiking, you know, and. Um, I I love the the comparison between you know just like the biking pilgrimage and like the walking per- pilgrimage, you know, um, that's kind of what we wanted to share with you all today. The kind of the theme of pilgrimage and the spirituality of that. But it's been great, man. The last like three weeks have been really cool, like just awesome hiking, and you know I've I've been able to do four fourteeners while I've been here. So I did uh I did Mount Sherman, I uh, did Grays and Tories and then just when was it? Yesterday? Yeah, just yesterday I did uh Mount of the Holy Cross. Oh nice. So yeah, oh, yeah, that's oh, the only one I've yeah, done. Yeah, the yeah, the one you did, bro. And it's just been oh bro, it's just amazing. Like just to be out walking, you know, camping and just in the silence and the quiet, you know, and experience God and the beauty of like the world and beauty of like everything happening around you you know uh and like working in the hospital during the summer there's like people all around you know what i mean there's people everywhere and i love people like i lo- you know i love people but like to have that you know kind of gone for a second it's crazy how like how you you just appreciate just being alone for a while you know 
you appreciate it much more and then you appreciate like just the beauty you know it is an amazing feeling you know walking you know and it's just like you know you you're just giving it every ounce you know just walking walking giving it every ounce and you get up top you get dizzy in some moments and some moments you get like a burst of energy and you keep going you know um and you see somebody like i i noticed when i was walking like all the emotions of like happiness all right i'm going you know and then like like doubt like dang it there's no way like i can do you know what i mean and then uh and then maybe a little fear not not like fear fear but like you know just like oh man am i gonna make it on time or you know what i mean like there's little things and jealousy like just you know, like somebody will pass me on the trail i'm like oh <laughs> you know and i try and pass them again you know what i mean or like and then we're coming down the mountain and like people are like trying to pass me and i'm like running because i don't want them to pass <laughs> you know what i mean like just all the emotions you know uh, and this is incredible to be up at the top and just kind of praise god um as you're looking out you know uh yeah just amazing you yeah. know and and I and I know you guys you guys did your your uh, pilgrimage up in Mount Holy Cross right, but it was like your solemn vows retreat. Yeah, that was uh, when before Brother Donald made solemn vows. Oh, okay, we did a five day retreat up there, uh, right? Yeah, we, oh, we camped at that like East base. Creek. East Creek, yeah. I don't remember the name, but yeah, it's yeah, it's like six miles if you do. Um, Holy Cross Mountain from the parking lot. Yeah. So we did like the halfway, yeah, like the three, three miles, and then just camp yeah. by that creek. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. So we it rained like four days in a row. Oh, nice. And then that fifth day, like it finally cleared up. So we went. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So it was cool, man. Cause I and I and I know you guys did that. So I was like up there praying. I, d- I did a little prayer for oh, you cool. guys. Yeah. You know. Uh, but it was man, just great. So. But talk about like the spirituality of pilgrimage, like you know, for, mm-hmm. that's kind of our theme today. You know, uh, spirituality of pilgrimage. Um, what happens when you're on a pilgrimage? You're gonna be leading a pilgrimage, right? Coming up in in. Uh, that's true. Uh, in, in September, next right? weekend. Next weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What's the plan, or what's the kind of? Yeah, it's uh, there's a small tea tradition in our province to uh, take the. Uh, newly towed postulants. So when a man joins the order, his first year is called postulancy. And before he gets the habit, we give them a small uh, cross made out of wood. Excuse me. A small cross made out of wood that looks like a T that we call the tau cross. And yeah, the pilgrimage usually goes through New Mexico and then into southern Colorado, the San Luis Valley. So we are going to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, I think the contrast is with vacation. And, that, and I think it helps you see more clearly what a pilgrimage is. Right. So like a vacation. Well, like vacation, you're just kind of chilling. Yeah, you're I mean, taking it's more a break, about a, You know. Yeah, right. it's more about like a destination. And I think a pilgrimage, yeah, should be more about the journey. You know, like stopping yeah, yeah. along the way and hopefully not being in a hurry. Progress, kind of meeting people on the way, and mm-hmm. yeah, just Shooting yeah, just breeze, no, just baby. realizing that the journey is important too, as much as th- any sort of destination. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, you think about vacation, like you said, it's kind of more like a chill out time, just you know, 
maybe some mindless activities, you know, which aren't bad, but just nothing serious. It's time to get away and forget about stuff. But yeah, a pilgrimage is more time to connect, you know, with the people that you're with or with nature or with God or uh, if there's some sort of saint, you know, oftentimes uh, pilgrimage destinations are associated with various saints. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely time to, to pray to that saint, to learn about the life of that saint, to, um, you know, try and take on some of their virtues, depending on what their life was about. Yeah. So. Yeah, like you mentioned, the Camino, and that's kind of attributed to St. James, and then, mm-hmm. like, the way of St. Francis, you know, obviously St. Francis, and then, mm-hmm. uh, but the one we do in the New Mexico, that's the Chimayo, mm-hmm. uh, starting in Española. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like, eight nine miles no yeah i think yeah eight or Um, eight or ten mile walk and i think that one is i think the tradition for that one is the holy cross i think or something like that but yeah yeah, there's a cross that was found in a river that like mysteriously reappeared in the river even though they had taken dug it it out yeah they came to look for it and then the healing started and then it's associated with the dirt that's there yeah people started being healed there and keeping the dirt yeah that's right but I love this this that sense of like taking your time, like the journey process and the pilgrimage, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's cool climbing a mountain because like climbing I feel like you know we can use that for a lot of i mean it's a good metaphor oh, even sure. for prayer, you know what I mean, uh, and just kind of that that progress of being on a pilgrimage, you know, like you experience all kinds of like terrain in your life, like terrain in the pilgrimage. You know, whether it be like distractions or like joys or consolations, desolations, you know, um, but that pilgrimage is kind of helping you and guiding you along the way, you know, into hopefully a greater sense of like the, you know, God in your life and greater sense of the divine, you know. But yeah, I, l- I like the, the, uh, that aspect. So, but yeah, man, it's cool. Like both of us were doing some pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. What's the verb in that? Pilgrimaging? <laughs> you know? Yeah, is pilgrimage a verb and a noun? I don't know. Like we did some pilgrimaging? Pilgrimaging? I like that. Pilgrimaging? Pilgrimaging? Yeah. It's fun to say. It's not to be confused with pillaging. The pillow from earlier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, pillaging is like what the Vikings would do when they'd show up at a oh. like, town. They pillage it is to like destroy it. And oh, it. for real? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a fun fact. So we have three distinct words, folks. Pillow. Pillowing. Pilgrimaging. Pilgrimaging. And pillaging. Pillaging. Whoa. Take note. Take that. Yeah, three Ps. Three. Wow. I didn't. Dang, I learned three. Like Master P. Master P, yeah. <laughs> Master P. I forgot about Master P. Remember that guy? Dang, <laughs> that is cool. He died, right? I don't know, but Master P. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess part of the encouragement, too, is just to get out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of fear, and I feel like a lot of the news oftentimes tries to stoke fear within us. Yeah. There's definitely things to be afraid of, but uh, there's so much benefit for just getting out there and Trusting in God, trusting in yourself, having an experience, um, mm-hmm. seeing a new place, doing a new thing. So, yeah, and I, I feel like most people are, are pretty tuned into that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, in 
and maybe now's not the time for you to get out there and do something, but hopefully soon there'll mm-hmm. be a time for you to explore and and enjoy the journey and yeah, pilgrimage on. Pilgrimaging. Yeah, and it's incredible, too, to hear about, like, different saints and how, like, actually, I was just talking about this today, about um, the journey of Francis, you know, uh, I mean, Francis took a great pilgrimage, you know, but I, and I, like he took that, that pilgrimage to the Middle East, you know. That's kind of a famous pilgrimage. But the uh, pilgrimage that I was talking about earlier was, um, earlier today, was uh, just the pilgrimage that, the spiritual pilgrimage that Francis made, you know, moving into the darkness of the caves, you know, the darkness Ooh. of, like, you know, conversion and, like, the depths of like you know the mental work that was needed in that time in that place you know what i mean the spiritual work Mm -hmm. the emotional work all that the inner journey right the inner journey and in a sense you know francis went there literally in a in a cave you know um but metaphorically there was you know the cave that you know all those things that was happening within um but like that work being done kind of allowed him to move out of the cave you know and brought him into like closer to the light closer to god closer to like you know experiencing um the most high glorious god as he would say you know Mm -hmm. um but like just that journey that pilgrimage journey even if you're not doing anything you know exteriorly like biking or hiking or walking or running or whatever but like there's still pilgrimage journey being done Mm -hmm. on an interior level you know what i'm saying yeah but so and I was talking about that today, just how powerful that is, even for Capuchin spirituality, you know, of like the necessity of like going into the cave, you know, like we got to go there, you know, um, and a lot of people don't do that. Like society now tells us, you know, don't go in there, you know, run from that, you know, if it's quiet, if it's dark, if there's desolation, like run from that, flee from that. That's what society tells us, you know. But and it's cool to just learn from some of the great saints and how, you know, they ha- they face that head on. You know, they kind of they go there intentionally and like willing to do the work. And mm-hmm. so it's cool. Well, yeah, I could talk briefly about uh, Saint Rock. Saint Rock, bro. Saint Rock. So Saint Rock was a, a lesser known Franciscan, but uh, he was a member of the Third Order of Saint Francis. That's cool. I never heard of Saint so, Rock before. Yeah, he lived in the thirteen okay. hundreds, and I think things were a little different back then of course but um you could kind of just like show up and like say you wanted to be a third order franciscan and they give you like the pilgrim's garb and then you just like <laughs> go on your way and like you're in <laughs> peace man. yeah pilgrimage in pilgrimage so, out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there might have been some uh, you know it's a long time ago we don't know the details but we do know that uh uh, St. Rock uh, was the only child of some uh, pretty wealthy uh, parents um, in France. And his dad was actually uh, the governor of uh-huh. this town. And so both his parents died at the age of 20. And uh, Rock stood to inherit uh, the power of the governor, uh, mm. the money of the job, and the land that his uh, family had. So he was rich. He, wa- he could have been. So when his family died... Uh, he gave the governorship to his uncle. The ship, like the boat? Uh, no, like the, the job of being governor. Because oh. it would have passed to the son. Oh, I see, the, governorship. So Rock, oh. did, Rock decided he didn't want it. So yeah. he gave it to his uncle. Yeah. And then he sold the land, and he uh, gave the money to the poor. 
And he went and he uh, took on like the pilgrim's garb and became a third order, third order Franciscan. And he might have done some formation or something, but then he went on pilgrimage. Oh, snap. He started walking to Rome. That's cool. Okay, so this is rock with H, not with a K. Yeah. R O C H. There's also R O C Q U E or something like that. There's just about every, any. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like France. I don't think it's ever R O C K, but it's like any other thing you can imagine to spell as rock or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know my French too well, but yeah, or R O C H E or okay. lots of their variations. So but anyway, he went to Rome. So he was on the way to Rome, and this town in Italy was suffering from the plague mm. and different diseases. So he uh, served uh, faithfully and freely, and for quite some time. Until the city got better. So then he kept walking. And lo and behold, another town was suffering. So he stopped there and he served and people got better. And uh, it was said that he could cure people by making the sign of the cross over them. Whoa. And if people couldn't cure, you know, he'd bury them or he'd pray with them. And just was a was a very selfless servant of the sick and the poor. Uh-huh. So he finally got to Rome. And I think he made it to like St. Peter's and maybe there like a week. And then like a, the plague broke out in Rome. So he started serving people and working in the hospitals and carrying people around and bringing food. He's not ordained. Wounds. He's not ordained. No, just it's a just third order layman. Yeah. Wow. Just okay. Like a twenty-year-old dude just doing this stuff. Just doing his thing. Yep. So things calm down in Rome. The plague finally goes away in Rome. So he starts walking back to France. Job's done. Let's go. That's right. So on his way back home, he gets sick. Hmm. And, like, the main thing that he's known for is, that if you often see a picture of him, he's often, like, showing off part of his leg because he got this big, like, infection plague wound on his leg. Mm. And I guess it was pretty nasty because these towns where he used to help people that were sick, like, kicked him out. They're like, get out of here. We don't want you. You're not one of us. So Dang. he basically, like, crawled off into the woods. Basically, he couldn't walk. Basically to die. Or Dang. he was, yeah, he was in pain. So he laid down under some tree or something. And then the next thing he knows, uh, there's a dog. And the dog is, like, licking his wound <laughs> and, like, you know, probably putting his nose on his, you know, trying to wake him up or something. So then the next thing he knows, this dog is, like, bringing him food. And then I guess that happened for uh, who knows how long. But eventually, like, the owner of this dog, like, follows the dog. <laughs> Where's to see my what's dog happening. at? Exactly. He's licking this guy's Every leg. Every day at lunchtime, <laughs> my dog runs off. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder where he's going. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's why you don't let dogs lick you. <laughs> no, no but they'll heal your wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They take care of your sores for you. Is that the end story? Yeah. Um, so the dog healed his leg. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, God healed it. Right. He might have used the dog. Definitely so the owner the found out. Alive. So he, the the owner <laughs> helped him out too. Like bought him maybe some medicine or oh, some I water see. Okay. or something. I don't know exactly what. So he gets better, but he's in you know pretty bad shape still or whatever. Like he's you know his beard's grown out and his hair's long and he's wearing this. Yeah. He's had the same like pilgrim's garb for I don't know eight years or whatever. Who knows. So he finally gets back home to France, uh-huh. but they don't recognize him. They think he's a spy. Oh. Even though his uncle's the governor and like his grandma's in charge of some stuff or whatever. So they put him in prison, but he never says anything. So he dies in prison like five years later. He was in prison for five years? Yeah. What? I know. And then after he That's died, uh, they were, had his body, and then I think they were starting to find out who he was. 
And when he was born, he had like a, some kind of red birthmark on his chest in the shape of a cross. Oh. And his grandma was able to identify his dead body like with this mark on his chest. Oh, that's cool. So they built a basilica, but not a basilica. They built a church for him and then like devotion spread. Yada, wow. yada, yada. So now he's a saint, saint rock. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So when you're out there, I mean, that's one thing about, you know, traveling or being on a pilgrimage is, you know, taking time to notice what people might need along the way and, you know, helping somebody out with gasoline or water or just listening to somebody's story or yeah. something like that. So he's a good mm. example. Yeah, that is cool. And if you're a dog owner or dog lover, he's the patron saint of dogs and dog lovers saint and Rock. owners. And you often see a picture of him with a dog with like a biscuit or biscuit something in his mouth to take Little to the biscuit. Sick man. Bring so. me a pillow. Right. Talking about <laughs> Well, that's cool. When you were talking about the birthmark on uh, St. Rock, I was thinking of Mount Holy Cross again. Because mm. Mount Holy Cross is one of the few mountains in Colorado that has is named because in the wintertime, when it snows, the snow kind of falls into the crevices. And it makes an exact, like a perfect cross on the face of the mountain. And so when the when the settlers saw that, they named it Mount of the Holy Cross. And I was cool at thinking of, you know, the, just the cross. Mm. That is cool. That's tight. Wow, bro. Yeah. So what? What's your next pilgrimage, bro? What are you gonna do? With, well, I'm gonna, I'm doing my pilgrimage down to San Antonio on Saturday. I'm out piecing out of Denver and be Ooh. sad to go, but uh, that's my next pilgrimage. Yeah. Uh, well, I also did another like a small pilgrimage, but um, my when I go home to visit my mom, uh, for my family visit. We usually do some kind of pilgrimage. Mm. A couple of years ago, we drove uh, like central Kansas to this little town called Pilsen, where Emil Capon is from, or Capon. He was a military chaplain. Uh, who oh, died Father Capon, died yeah. in Korea. Yeah, yeah, really cool. They turned the old rectory of the parish into this like museum about him. And then the parish is right next door where he grew up, and it's just oh, gorgeous. Wow. Snap. And then uh, two years ago, we drove, or maybe last year. I think two years ago we drove um uh what's it called Burlingame no Mound City Mound City Kansas and yeah. there's a saint called um, Saint Rose Philippine Duchesne and she's from France um, she was a friend of that other nun that started the Sacred Heart Sisters whose name is escaping me sorry sister I can't remember your name. Um, She's gonna and come after she you. Uh, came to the United States as a missionary. She was in St. Louis for like 15 years, and she was dying to work with the natives. Oh. So they finally sent her out. Uh, the Jesuits had established a big uh, mission with the natives in this part of Kansas. And so they sent a couple nuns out there. And even though she was old um, and she wasn't good with the language, uh, she would pray. Yeah. And the natives called her uh like something like the one who always prays or sister who always prays. So she would go to the chapel at night to like pray and the, like the little, you know, kids or the natives would be in there and they'd go into the chapel and they'd see her praying. And so they'd put something like a feather or a rock like on the back of sister's veil or something when she yeah. was praying. Yeah. And then they'd come back in the morning and it would still be there. Oh, just dang. pray through the whole night. That's crazy. So yeah, it's a really cool story. And so um, there's a church there with a shrine to her. And then you can actually go to, like, the ruins that they built 
that the Jesuits built for like the original place where they ministered to the natives there. Oh, nice. So that was really cool. Anyways, all that to say this year, uh, because it's a year of St. Joseph, we drove uh, to St. Joseph, Missouri and went to the St. Joseph Cathedral. There's a St. Joseph, Missouri? There is, yeah. So oh, snap. Yeah. That's cool. And the cathedral is mm. named after St. Joseph. And they have two really beautiful images of them there. And um, Nice. What did we do? We prayed to Litany of St. Joseph. We remade our consecrations to St. Joseph. Yes, bro. Uh, we yes. listened to some talks on St. Joseph. That spiritual pilgrimage. Um, yeah, it was re- it was really cool. Um, Dang. Prayed the rosary with the Litany of St. Joseph. So You did it all, bro. It was cool, yeah. So, so lots you of all ways. Grace, you graced up right now. <laughs> graced up, man. Too graced to be worried, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of ways to honor different saints and you know, you don't have to go to Spain or to Italy to go on a pilgrimage. There's lots of saints throughout even the Midwest of of the United States. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I just encourage you to uh, even here in Denver, we have our own Mother Cabrini Shrine. So That's right. A lot of people yeah. do that pilgrimage. Yeah. It's a popular pilgrimage lots of, site. Lots of good places to go. So, But, yeah, it's been good, man. It's been cool. Thanks for talking about pilgrimage, just kind of the spirituality of that and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Um, you got any shout outs? You gave you gave a couple yeah, shout outs there. Definitely gave a shout out to my Uncle Bill. Uncle Billy. Second shout out to Uncle you, Billy. Billy. Yeah, thanks for the the good times and the good foods. Great seeing you and your family. Nice. Um That's cool, man. Somebody else I saw said they listened to it too, and I was like, Really? You listen to the podcast? They're like, Yeah. And I forgot who you are, so I apologize, but shout out That's to you. <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, man. Just shout out to uh some of my hiking buddies from, from the summertime. Hannah Stein, she says she's going to be listening, so shout out to Stein. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Eno, Sergio, uh, Brother Jesse, and Brother Colin came on uh, a few hikes with me, so that was cool. Um, yeah, just a lot of the peeps in Denver, so it's been great having you guys here, uh, a part of the life and a part of the, the faith. So, But yeah, man, that's it, so it'll be good. This is the Brotherhood. This is the Brotherhood, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we're checking out. God bless, guys. Peace. Peace.